Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. I titled this lesson, New Wine. So everything's new in this series. And uh, you might say, new wine. Yeah, Jesus talked about wine, new wine in the Bible and made a spiritual example from it. So what's really cool is I grew up in a family where my dad made wine every year. And uh, so I'm very familiar with new wine. And uh, the process was amazing. He broke all the child labor laws my father did, <laughs> everyone. And so it started with 40 cases of grapes, dropped off in the garage. We had to walk them down to the wine cellar. It was underneath our porch. My dad made us break the walls and dig all the dirt out of there and carry it out. And so you bring them all down there and you have a, a vertical barrel that's open on the top and you put this wine, uh, grape crusher on it. It's big. I wish we still had it to be worth thousands and thousands. Antique. And my dad was a tool and die. He could have he made it electrical with a motor, but he chose not to. So you take those grapes. It's kind of like wax on, wax off, right? So you take the grapes, you put just a little bit in, and, and we began to crank. And it, was, it took hours upon hours. And that crusher would break the grapes open and it would break up the stems. And by the time you were finished, I mean, that barrel it came about up to two inches were left in that barrel. And it just looked like a bunch of cracked grapes. Didn't look like a whole lot, broken stems. But even the next morning when you'd wake, walk down, I used to love to walk down, you'd begin to smell that fermentation process, which is a purification process. You'd begin to smell it. But it wasn't until that second morning you walked down there, it was like someone put a flame under the barrel and it was just bubbling and bubbling like crazy. And it, the smell, I can't, it just was the most beautiful smell, happy smell, I guess. And the the first morning when you walked down, the second, it was almost overflowing, but not yet. But then it was there. We did that for about a little over a week. It began to come over. All the impurities began to come over the side of the barrel. So you're rinsing the barrel off and the floor every morning. And that goes on for a little over a week. And then you see it slowing down. That's new wine, by the way. And then you take it and you bring out the grape presser. You put it on the floor and couldn't get a whole lot in. So you pan a little bit in there, and then, then, then you'd put your big piece of round wood, and my dad made us crank that baby, and it, that was even harder to crank. And then that wine would come out into a pan. Then we had a horizontal barrel with a big cork, really big three-inch three cork. And then you'd use a funnel, and you pour all that wine into there. And then you think it's over, but you couldn't cork it. You'd, you'd explode the barrel if you corked it. For another week, it just kept overflowing and more and more impurities came out. And then finally, you'd see that it stopped. So all of that bubbling and fermentation, that's the new wine. That's what Jesus was talking about in the Bible. And then finally, you could cork it. And when I read the new wine scripture, I know what Jesus is talking about. So I, I wanna help show you how you and I, uh, the new wine causes us to grow to the highest level spiritually. So I wanna show you the secret to it. And this life has grape crushers and wine presses, and we have to react to those the right way. And we'll talk about that in a moment. So I'm gonna read the, the really famous scripture, but before I do, it's in Mark 2. Just let's set up the chapter. It, it, everything's in sequence. So Jesus meets Levi, and Levi believes in Jesus. 
So Levi says, I want you to come to my house tonight, and I want, to, I want you to talk to all my friends. Now, Levi, being a tax collector, he was Jewish. The, the Jewish people were under Roman rule. Rome was cruel to them. And uh, everybody in Israel hated tax collectors because they were their people that turned on them. And if Rome wanted 30%, they would take 40, and they had soldiers, Roman soldiers, back to, to back them. And so that's why they're just hated like crazy, considered the worst of sinners. And that's where the mafia began, the Jewish and Italian people. Uh, you know, they, they greased each other's palms, they started the mafia, and uh, they were hated. But then he had friends that uh, were terrible, they were the worst of sinners, uh, just doing all kinds of sinful things, human trafficking friends, and you just think of all the terrible things. Levi invites them all to his house, and Jesus goes. And so the Pharisees, the religious leaders, their, their minds are blown. Like, how can he go? Those are the worst of the worst. And there he is. And of course, Jesus wants to lead them out of those things. And then Jesus, they confront him and say, what are you doing hanging out with sinners? And he, he gives us this really famous statement. It's the sick that need a physician. And he made them more angry. Like, now they're really mad at him. So they come up to him. They send, they send a representative. And they say, hey, us Pharisees and our disciples, we're fasting. And he said, even John's disciples, your cousin, they passed. And you and your disciples aren't fasting. In other words, they're trying to say, we're more spiritual than you are, buddy. Now, spiritual people fast, but fasting doesn't make you spiritual, right? And they're trying to say we're spiritual because we do this act. So then they let Jesus know that. And he says, listen, guys, he said, the bridegroom's with, with the church right now. When I leave, they'll fast. But he knew, he knew they were trying to tell him they were more spiritual than him. They were doing everything correct. And then that's when he made this statement. Guys, listen to this. Here it is, famous, very famous. Mark 2.22 and no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins and both the wine and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins. So an old wineskin loses its, uh, its, its elasticity. So, you know, we talked, I made sure you know how, how it works. You put, you put new wine in there, it will explode it. Just, phew. so Jesus says first, you have to get yourself a new wineskin. And in this context, he's talking about he can't put his new life, his new wine in us, which is designed to knock all the impurities out of our soul. And I had, no one had more than I did, okay? Let me just say that. And, and, and he, he says, I can't do that till I make your wineskin new, which means we accept Jesus and we're born again. He says, that has to happen first. And remember, they're trying to say, we're more spiritual than you. And he says, I can't even help you. If I put my life in you, it would explode you. And, and, but he's saying, man, if you get yourself a new wineskin, you believe in Jesus, then I can pour that life of mine and I can have it saturate your soul and it will change you forever. And it's a process and we have to crack some grapes and uh, we have to let some stems be cracked and we have to let it ferment. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you the spiritual parallel as we go through that today. But, you know, I always have a big idea, and uh, this is what I want us to walk out understanding more clearly than ever. So let, let's take a look at it. Our greatest growth comes when we react to pressure with Scripture. 
And pressure would be all the problems of life. 2020 had a lot of pressure. But 2019 did too, so did 2018. And even if, uh, even if 2020 never touched you, you still had pressure, right? You might've had a bad report from a doctor. You might've had a relationship problem. You might've had a financial problem. It wasn't even connected to 2020. Life is full of wine press and grape crushers. And guys, if you wanna grow and you want the wine of God, the new wine to permeate your soul and grow you, mature you, you have to react the right way in the wine press, in the crusher. And those crushers and wine presses never leave. And I'm gonna try to help us understand it. So those are the problems of life. So God had, Jesus, uh, God the Son, they, they had choices. They could have done one of three things, okay? When you accepted Jesus, he could have made you bubble boy or bubble girl. Just put a bubble around you and no problems ever hit your life. And that wouldn't work because everybody that knew you and everybody that watched you, they say, I, I just have to pray a prayer and, and, and I'll have a bubble around me. Everybody would have wanted to accept Jesus. So that would have taken the faith element out of it. If, if you prayed and accepted Jesus and, and then God took your spirit to heaven, your body would drop dead, nobody would want to ever accept Jesus. They say, that's a dangerous prayer. Don't pray that prayer. You die when you pray that prayer. So he had to leave us here. But he figured it all out. So when you think of all the pressures of life, I want you to understand God's not bringing bad into your life, but it comes from different sources. We have an enemy. We have evil people. We have good people that are imperfect, uh, right? And problems come from all those sources. God couldn't take you out. He couldn't protect you and make you bubble girl or boy. So he said, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take all the pressures of life and just like new wine, I'm gonna cause those pressures to produce life inside of you. And if you and I cooperate, it's gonna produce life inside of you and it's going to just absolutely, absolutely change you from the inside out. And that's pretty cool. It's just really cool. So it's a process. You know how I've been talking about renewing our minds, right? We have to renew our minds. There's two parts of the word of God we must renew our minds with. The first is what I call the milk. The Bible calls it the milk, by the way. And that's just all the cool things in scriptures to say, when you accepted Jesus, this is what he did inside you. So he made you holy and righteous. Last week I mentioned all the in Christ realities. There's 140 of them in your New Testament. 35 are really important. And we talked about three last week. We talked about our identity before God. And it was amazing. People were really ministered to. I was ministered to to have to teach it over and over. And that's milk. And we're told to renew our mind with that, right? That means memorize it, think about it. But then there's the meat. And you know what the meat of the word of God is? It's the part of the Bible that tells us how to react because of who we are. So the milk tells you who you are. The meat tells you, all right, since this is who you are, this is how I need you to react. And when we react that way, we're allowing the great crushers to, 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 to do their thing. And then that new wine begins to bubble up and it comes through our soul and it grows us and it matures us. And it's absolutely one of the most beautiful things ever. So I wanna make a statement. I don't wanna... I, I, I wanna be very careful not to bring any shame or uh, make anybody feel bad. But 2020 was the greatest spiritual growth life, spiritual growth year of my life. I grew more spiritually than any other time. But I'll tell you why I've learned how to react under pressure. 
So I'm not saying, you know, I didn't see things that bothered me and you didn't see. COVID-19 bothers the heck out of me, right? And, and uh, I, I just am so unhappy with that thing, right? But it's a broken earth. So broken earth is God didn't bring it, but, but there's ways we can react in the midst of it. I had the greatest spiritual growth life ever. And, 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 and I thought, wow, I, I, 10 years ago, I don't know, five years ago, I don't think I would have, I don't think I would have taken advantage of a crazy year like this. I think I would have been angry and bitter. And I thought, wow, God, you taught me something and it's really, really helped me. And I wanna try my best to help us see it, right? So I wanna show you a scripture. And, and this, is, this is what the wine press does. This is what the great crusher of life does. So take a look at James chapter one. And I'm using the Message Bible. And I, I split this in half just because the first half is really important to think about. It, it says, consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. So that's the grape crusher. That's the wine press. And you and I have to have an attitude, right? Boardman, online, TCI, Boardman. Is that not nuts? Keep that up on the screen for me, guys. That is nuts. Consider it a sheer gift. So you get a bad report for the doctor, you consider that a gift? Well, we're not thanking God for the problem, right? 2020 had a lot of issues. A lot of people lost their jobs and uh, weren't sure. Uh, there were more people needing fed than ever before and food lines, they were so long. In some cities, it was just awful to see the video. And, and, and God says, consider that a sheer gift. Somebody, you have a relationship breakup. He says, consider that a sheer gift. Well, obviously, we're not saying, thank you, God, for COVID, right? No, no, no. Thank you that my, 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 my mate just did that to me. No, thank you that this student in school treated me this way. No, no, no. But, but he's saying you can take advantage of it. Some translations say count it all joy. Well, again, we're not thanking God. And I'm not saying God send, send the worst year in 2021, but, but here's what I'm trying to say. The Bible says if you can see it for what it is, if you have the right attitude and say, you know what? This is the wine press of life. This is the grape crusher of life. And if I go through this with the right attitude, if I react the right way, we're going to make some new wine. It's going to permeate us, and we're going to grow, right? So, so, so let me read this first part again. Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. Listen to the second half. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. And I have not been happy with some of my colors over the years, right? It's like, I have to grow there. But, but listen to what it goes on to say. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. And I always pray God deliver me from this mess. But he's saying, don't get out. I think that's us checking out and saying, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna deal with this thing, right? Listen, let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. That's spiritual growth. I love when God delivers me from a problem. But I love when I go into a problem the right way and I look at it as a wine press and I look at it as a grape crusher and, it, and I say, you know what? This is going to release the wine, the new wine of God. And it's, gonna, it's not gonna just be in here. 
It's going to permeate me. It's going to knock off rough edges. I, I, need, I, I was born with a lot of, I, I have a lot of rough edges. I still do. Um, I am not perfect in any way. You can ask Gina. She will tell you. Um, she, has, she, has to, she, she has more of a wine press than I do because she lives with me, right? I live with her. She's pretty easy to live with. But anything, just think of all the trouble in this life. Think of 2020. What bothered you the most in 2020, right? Think about it. What brought you some fear? What, what, what brought you some anxieties, right? The Bible says consider that a gift because if you look at it the right way and you react to it the right way, it's gonna grow you. It's gonna grow you. And I pray, I, I always say, God, deliver me, but you know, it happens when it happens, right? It happens when it's happened. Remember our big idea, our greatest growth comes when we react to pressure with, with scripture. So I came up with two scenarios and I think, I think they really help us out. And here's the first one. When you're wronged or attacked, you can love and pray for them instead of coming back at them, right? And you can come back. You don't have to be in their face. You can be angry, upset. You can do the grumble. I've walked away from my wife over the years, and I'm just like, rah, 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 rah. she doesn't hear me, but I'm grumbling, right? I go in my room, rah, 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 rah. And, and any of you guys do that when you're not happy, right? right? That's the wrong way to react, right? And, and I've had people wrong me. I've, I've reacted the wrong way. And there's no growth in that. That floods me with fear, anxiety, uh, depression. And so I had to come like all of us do. We have to learn, you know what? If he said it's a sheer gift, I can react the right way and that will bring me peace and joy and it will grow me. And then I don't have to worry about what's going on around me. No matter what's going on around me, I'm gonna grow through this and God's gonna be God and God's gonna do what he does. But I have to, I have to get that new wine into my soul because that's where all the growth has to take place. So remember I talked about the milk and the meat? So here's two milk scriptures in regards to how we love somebody that wrongs us or hurts us or we love somebody we don't like, right? Ephesians 4.24, put on the new nature. That means renew your mind. Memorize scriptures, get them in you. Created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So when you accepted Jesus, you have a new nature. Your spirit man was born again. You have God's likeness, his image. We're not God, we're not part of the Godhead, but we have his attributes. And what's the number one attribute of God? It's, it's all over the New Testament and the old. God is love. God doesn't love, he is love. That's why he loves, because he is love. And your new nature is love. So you can pray for your enemy and you can love your enemy because that's your very nature. And you and I can do it, right? We're able to do it. But God knew this world would be so tough and there'd be so many people you wanna slap, right? He just knew. So many people you wanna tell off, so many people you wanna be angry with, so many people you don't wanna forgive. I can forgive anything, I can't forgive that, right? He knew you would have trouble with a lot of people. So he said, you know what? Not only am I gonna make your nature love, I'm gonna give you a double dose because you're gonna need a double dose. And, and here's another milk scripture, Romans 5, 5. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So he said, I'm making your nature love, but I'm gonna flood you with the Holy Spirit so you're gonna have the love of God by the Holy Spirit, God the Spirit inside of you. 
Now, guys, we need to renew our minds with that. But I'm gonna tell you something. You renew your minds with the milk, it's good. But, but if you just know that and don't react the right way, it's not good. So God said, you won't grow. So here's what God said. He said, let me show you how to react out of your nature. And that's why Jesus taught us the way to. So this is how you react. You are love. That's your very nature. You have an extra dose of love. You're flooded with the Holy Spirit's love. And you may not know it, but it's in there, right? And, and, and then here's the meat. Here's the meat scripture connected to this. Matthew 5, 43. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Can I say, he's speaking to the Jewish leaders and they took the Bible and they twisted it so bad. So they were teaching their disciples and Jews. They were saying, hey, if, somebody, if, if someone treats you wrong, they're your enemy. You don't have to love them. And that's what they were teaching. And so Jesus is saying, guys, you're messing up who the neighbor is. The neighbor was the person they liked and didn't push their buttons. But can we all agree there's a lot of people that push our buttons down here on this earth, right? And, and so Jesus says, no, 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 you guys twisted it. Here, here's what I have to say about it. But I tell you, Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Isn't that amazing? Love people that think different than you. Love people, you look at them and you're like, I can't believe they think that way. I can't believe how, how could somebody, do, how could a Christian do that? Or the people in the world that, you know, I can't believe it. And, and he says, I want you to love them and pray for them. That's meat. And you know what? You're able to do it because that's your very nature. And when you do it, that's when the fermentation happens and all that life and God, he just bubbles in you and he starts growing you and changing you. And you come to a place of peace. Isn't that amazing? You can walk in peace no matter what's going on around you. It doesn't mean you like it. it doesn't mean you don't have some fear that you have to deal with over it, but you can walk in peace when you react in the right way. So years ago, I had this guy really wrong me. He wronged me really bad. And I knew I couldn't shoot him. I knew that, I knew that was wrong. It's not good. And I couldn't beat him up. He was tougher than I was. So couldn't do that. I could talk about him. Oh, I could talk about him. I could tell other people what he did to me. I, I, I was good at that. And I could dress that in, pray for me, brother, you know, <laughs> he did this to me. And, and, and then on top of that, after he wronged me, he didn't go away. He just kept coming at me, coming at me, coming at me. And I know I'm love and I have the love nature and I have an extra dose, but it wasn't until I made a decision, you know what? I'm gonna just pray for this guy. And if I see him in a store or if, if people bring his name up, because someone brought his name up, I'd like, oh, man, you know, that guy. Any of us been there, right? That's the wrong way to react. The, the new wine doesn't flow into your soul when you do that. Uh, anger does, bitterness. So, so I, uh, I made a decision. If his name comes up, I'm going to say, he is an awesome guy. Did my mind believe he was an awesome guy? No, I thought he was terrible. But I said, I'm, I am going to react in love. So I spoke positive when his name came up. When, when, I, when I had these naughty thoughts about him, I prayed for him. 
I just say, God, bless this life. God, I forgive them. Uh, you know, forgive me my trespasses as I forgive those who trespass against me, right? And I would just pray for them. And the most incredible thing happened. I began to like the guy. I began to see good in him. And I'll never forget the time I came to the place where I said, God, I don't need a pound of flesh from this boy. I do not need it. I just love him. And then I began to pray God's blessings on him. And you know what I noticed? The relationship didn't get fixed, but I got fixed. And when I began to pray for him and love him, if I saw him in public, I'd smile. And, you know, because there's a way to let people know you don't like them. Uh, just body language. Can't body language let people know that, right? I had a person that didn't like me once. And I saw him in the store and I went to shake their hand and they went, just walked away. <laughs> you can show people how you feel, right? So I had so much growth come from that. I don't know how to tell you. And I did it with 2020. I do it anytime something's bugging me, I begin to pray for them. If it's a person I run into, I, I, I'm just gonna love them. And guys, that's when the new wine gets up here. And it's amazing. The next time somebody wrongs you, you're able to handle it much quicker. It's just like, wow, that did, this was really easy. Something happened. I grew. And I'm like, yay, God, I grew. But it's not until we react out of our nature that we begin to grow. Am I making some sense, guys? Yeah. Can we give it up in every venue? Don't we all need this? I know I, I had to learn it, and, and I'm pastoring. You know, I was a pastor when all that was going on, so pastors can walk out of love too, right? So uh, that's one scenario. It's just one scenario. Here, here's my second scenario. You ready? When you're hit with difficult times, you can release thankful worship into the air instead of entering into despair. And over the years, I had to learn to be thankful and so you can sing a worship song. You can put one on at home. But I just, what I try to practice is, uh, I believe in all that. I loved our worship today. It was amazing. And I'm, I know Boardman was too. Um, I've just learned to just make myself thankful. And Gina's life is so much better. Now, um, you know, where anything going on doesn't bug me. Because I can be bugged. I can go on a rant about a restaurant and how bad it is and how they treated me. And, and, and so I just had to learn to grow, right? Because I, I could go negative on anything in the world, not any of you, of course, but anything else in the world, right? And I've just learned just to be thankful, say, God, I thank you. Thank you for what I do have. I thank you that you're God. I thank you that you're in control. I thank you. And here's a good milk scripture. You ready for a milk scripture? Uh, Romans 8.31. What then shall we say in response to these things? If you read above, it's all the bad things that come at us. And here's what we should say. And here's what we should declare. And here's what we should believe. If God is for us, who can be against us? That's milky and it's good. It doesn't milk. I remember growing up at lunch, I used to drink four containers of that milk from school. Um, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. There's a milk scripture. He said, I'll supply all your needs. That's all good. But despair is gonna set in. Hopelessness is gonna set in. Because light, there, 
This life will never be perfect. Just when one thing goes, something else is gonna come that can depress you and bum you out. Have you ever noticed it's life, life, you get this little zone and then something else and then something else and then something else. And so it's either gonna kill you, depress you, bum you out, shorten your life because you're always bummed out, or you can begin to become thankful. And that's why the Bible wrote this. Listen to this, Philippians 4.4. 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. And that word just means celebrate. And did you notice you're not rejoicing in your circumstances? What are we rejoicing in? The Lord. So if you're a Christian, did he save your soul? Did he, did he forgive your sins? Is heaven your future destination? Is God your father? Has he blessed you? Do you have any good things in your life? We all have good things in our life, right? And what if we just began to live our life like, okay, I don't like what I see, but my God is the living God, and I'm gonna rejoice in what he's done, what he's promised, who he is. And when that begins to come out of your mouth, that new wine goes into your soul, and it brings peace, and it brings joy. So I walked through 2020 in peace. I mean, I'm just, not that I don't have concerns, you don't have concerns, but I just learned. I said, you know what? This is a growth opportunity. This is the wine press of life. This is a once in a hundred year virus, you know, and and I am not allowing this to take my peace. I'm not allowing it to, to make me despair, make me angry, make me frustrated. I'm not mad at anybody. I'm just gonna give thanks to God. And it's the most fun place to be. And I, guys, I have to say this. There's no one in here that was born any more negative than I was. My default is negative. My default is complain. And when I accepted Jesus and became a pastor, that's still my default. And so it's just my very nature. It's my soulish DNA, but I've learned to overcome it. And I've learned to say, you know what? I don't care what I see. I don't care what I hear. I don't care what's going on in the world. I have no idea what our finances, your finances, the world's finances will be in in 2021. I don't know when we'll have to pay the bill for borrowing or printing fake money. I don't know. I don't know when any of that's going to happen. They still had to do it, but I don't know when. When, when is all? When? When are we? I just, I don't care. I'm gonna serve God, worship God, give thanks to God, and our God shall supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. And that new wine comes out and, you know, I, I don't really sing a lot on my own, but, but I can give thanks. I, I can say it. I can say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you for where I live. And, and, and you may want to live in a nicer place, but start to be thankful for where you're at no matter what, right? Because our joy doesn't come from our environment. Our peace doesn't come from our environment. When this changes, I can be happy. No, you can't. Um, nothing on this earth will ever make you happy. Nothing on this earth will ever make you secure. But let me tell you who can. God and trusting him and learning to be thankful. It changes everything. Guys, the greatest growth comes when we react to pressure with scripture. How many of us want to just keep releasing new wine into our lives? Borman Warren, uh, online, give it up in the chat room here. Can we say thank you, God, that we can grow through it all? <laughs> you can be happy no matter what. So come on, come on. We can be happy. Can we bow our heads, close our eyes? Let's pray. Father, I did my best to bring out this part of the scriptures and...
Thank you, Lord. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed, our hearts are open. Lord, for many, this is just relief. They realize, man, I don't have to allow this world to compress me and put me, I don't have to allow fear to control me. I can grow through the biggest problems this earth throws at me and people throw at me. Lord, make it real, open up our eyes, but Lord, as we walk through the rest of the day, someone's gonna get on our nerves today. As we go through the week, remind us of the meat because of who we are, because of what you've done, we can react this way. And Lord, we thank you this this world won't crush us. It will grow us as we react the proper way. So Father, make this real. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Uh, Online, TCI, Boardman here in Warren. Maybe we have some visitors. Maybe you've been here a couple times. You're not sure if you're forever. You need a new wineskin. You need Jesus to change your very nature. So then his life can get inside you and change you forever. So as you listen, I'm not asking you to join a church or religion. I'm not trying to force something down. Only Jesus can open your eyes up to who he is. And this may be your day. This may be the day he opens your eyes up. So with heads bowed, eyes closed, if you're listening, you say, you know what? I don't know what's going on, but, 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 but I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to accept God. I'm ready to go with God. I'd like you to pray with me. Jesus died for your sins. God raised them out of the grave. He's alive. Whoever he says believes in me, I will save their soul. So if you're listening, you say, I'm ready to pray that prayer. Would you pray with me right now? Everyone in in Borman, would you pray with those that are praying? Warren, can we pray with them? Online, can you stay in prayer? Because there's people online right now that are gonna pray. So pray for the ones online. TCI, can you, you pray with anyone that's praying this for the first time? And just say this after me. Say, Lord God, I realize I was born sin stained and I need a savior. This day, I look to Jesus. Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins. God raised you out of the grave. You are alive. You're the savior. I accept you as my savior. And I make a decision to follow you. Amen. Heads are bowed. Eyes are closed. You're listening online, man. If you prayed that prayer, miracles happen. You may not have felt a thing, but miracles happened. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. There are a couple things I'd love for you to do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us spread the word and impact more people. You can also help us see others connected to God by investing today at believers.cc slash give. And if you want updates on all things Believers Church, check out believers.cc or follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram or search Believers The Connecting Place on Facebook. The best way to connect with BC is live and in person at one of our weekend worship experiences. We have locations in Boardman and Warren, and you can get the service times and plan your visit at believers.cc. Thanks for tuning in to the BC Podcast. Thank you.